The Start On Demand. On demand. Hey, hey, it's GMAC. Welcome to the Start On Demand. Brett McGarry off this week, senior climatologist, Environment Canada. Had to cut him off, not because he was rude. He was making us feel uncomfortable with this incredible forecast that we have straight through till Christmas. The Jets flying high, nine wins in their last 10 games. Kelly Moore joined Loren and I to chit-chat about the Jets. Why are they so successful? What's going on? Three overtime wins in a row all that and more this edition of the start on demand thanks for spending some time with us let's get her going i was just remarking thinking to myself i'm sitting in greg's spot because you're sitting in brett's spot and either you or julie buckingham has a larger than normal head because these headphones really had to have you really think it's me i think it's you it's probably me those headphones are busted oh my gosh <laughs> kelly moore it's I, I, jewels I have, <laughs> I have a large head people used to always make fun of the size of my it's noggin only seven, so. it's only seven and a half for the fitted hat kelly moore jeff braun greg mackling loren mcnab and jeffrey forche here Brett McGarry, uh, well-deserved holidays. I, I imagine he is uh, out shopping, finishing up his Christmas shopping, although he says he's very organized yeah, and planned things out. Ahead. But uh, this guy over here, the other couch potato, is pretty yeah. organized as well when it comes to the Usually, Christmas shopping. The last, well, in the last two Christmases, my shopping has doubled just by... Just, my girlfriend has a couple of uh, several kids, and so I have <laughs> to buy a lot more presents than I used to now. Are, are you sure you know how many exactly? I know exactly okay, how many. Yeah. I've got it all written down. Isn't that, isn't that fun, though? Like, adding kids to it, I think, is a bit more fun. That's, that's much more fun than yeah. adding adults to it. Because they're going to like a lot. Like you, But they like gift cards. Come on, the kids like they gift cards? They do like gift cards. So mm-hmm. My boys are asking for them as well. Like, the so which kind? They like the to pick Xbox. out their own stuff. The Amazon, they like to, they love the idea of going online and just buying whatever they want or going to the store and and getting whatever fancies them at the I time. I can appreciate that as a teenager for sure, like, because then you knew you were going to get the sweater that you liked or the jeans that are cool and all those kinds of things. I'm just, I'm Dash not so certain about jeans. it as, like, I don't want to receive a gift card from, say, my husband, if you're listening. Yeah. I didn't buy the girlfriend a gift card. Okay. No. Okay, and, good. And for some of my other family members, this year I actually tried to buy gifts only to find out that, like, uh, hopefully she's not listening, but the book my mom wants is sold out everywhere. So she has to get a gift card so in January or February she can go buy it. Jeez, really? Yeah. yeah. Wow, the book? it's a good popular yeah. book. It's the Michelle Obama book. Oh. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, and yeah. I have a copy that will sell it to you for a real <laughs> low price. It's got, yeah, like, no. it's got just, Cheeto stains on it, though. We, we just went online and they said that it's available and you can buy it over here at Indigo on December 17th. Hmm. Maybe I'll be going there then yeah, after work. The one I, the place I went to the other the day didn't have yeah. it. And, yeah. at, and when I went on Amazon, I'd say it would take two weeks from now to deliver oh. it. So. Kelly, do oh, you do well, gift yeah. cards? Is that part of your holiday shopping plans? No. I, uh, I my, Well, I shouldn't say that. Uh, we sent a, a couple of gift cards to our daughter and her husband in B.C. because it's a lot easier. And yet... Yeah. If you walk out into the, uh, the foyer area there where our receptionists sit, I have this great big box that I have to send to BC via Perlator, and <laughs> somehow <laughs> gift cards weren't quite enough. But yeah, I, I don't. I know people like them, and and I know they get to buy what they want with them. 
But I just, I like that personal touch. I, I love wandering around and uh, and just, oh man, that's what I want to mm-hmm. get. You know, that's just the the way I look. But uh, you know what? Gift cards are extremely popular these days. And I can't, I'm trying to find a way how I could tell this story where I'm not going to give it away. But anyway, <laughs> a certain person wants a very simple uh, gift uh, that would kind of be dis- on display. And so another person who I know was trying to figure out, how do I make this look really neat? And so they're going to put a bunch of gift cards on it. Mm. Ah, okay. Yeah. All right. God, I hope I haven't blown that. No. I, I, I couldn't follow that at all, so I think you're good. Unless the person knows exactly who they're speaking about yeah. and, and yeah. knows what they yeah. requested, I think I think you're okay more. Forche, do you give gift cards and do you like getting them? Uh, you know what? I, I like getting a present. I'm like Kelly. You know, uh, I find it more sentimental. There, you know, I like giving an actual gift. Um, not only that, too. I find a lot of the times with gift cards, people forget about them and then don't use them. So yeah. top of the stores make money on them. Yeah. They count on <laughs> yeah, exactly. that, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's got to be. I would love to be uh, an industry insider and get the actual numbers mm-hmm. on unused gift cards because I've heard. $3 billion worth of unused well, gift cards I've in got, Canada? I've got one for a fancy clothes store that my brother-in-law gave me at least a decade ago no. for 50 bucks. I mean, I could go buy a tie and I just, I'm not going to. Now, now that's the I don't, point I'm not even sure if that store still exists. <laughs> the uh, thing about the gift card is when they used to have the expiry dates, right. and I was victim, not victimized, but, you know, like yeah. impacted by it because they would have the deadline, and particularly for services, like if you get a gift card yeah. to go for the spa right. or say a thermia, and that's always a really nice gift for sure. But when they used to come with that deadline, it was like, well, I, don't, I can't always fit that in that next yeah. six-month window, and nothing would be more annoying than opening the cupboard and seeing those gift cards and being like, ah, what a waste of $100. Like, yeah, and I would think that probably uh, gift cards have become more popular just as because of that, mm-hmm. Lauren, that there's no longer the right. ti- the ticking time bomb, so to speak, uh, on when to use it. Or, you know, yeah, you can use this, but it's only on Wednesdays and Fridays that are the 14th or 15th of a month and between 2 a.m. and 4 a.m. I also, I mean, I started giving them as gifts all the time because I travel or someone or my family travels to me at Christmas and Putting presents in a I mean, suitcase only has so much room, right? For sure. And I'm only taking one, oh, one admit, bag. Admit it, Braun. You can just go to the rack and go, do, 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 done for Christmas. Yeah, that's easy, too. It <laughs> is quite nice. You know how you get caught in by the impulse shopping, like in those once you get up into the aisle that where you're yeah. now paying? Mm-hmm. And then the rack of gift cards there, too. Strategically Which placed. Which is brilliant, uh, by the way. Yeah. They never had those like a decade ago. You had to go to the individual. You had to go to whatever store yeah. you wanted right. a gift card yeah. for. Now you go to one retailer, and it's like... It's like a buffet. You can blow of, through five hundred bucks easy, really quick. Easy, and right? I do give gift cards, like teachers, all the kids' teachers oh, get yeah, gift cards absolutely. because I don't, you know, I know them. But I don't know them well enough to know what, and I don't want to give them a little knickknack and they end up with thirty knickknacks every year times twenty years. Like, I hope you know. they're really good gift cards putting up with you. Yes. Yeah. Oh good. yeah. They yeah. know. Yeah. Well, they, 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 I know. I'm like running in late, never have the form signed. Oh, can you please give my kids pizza today? I forgot to fill it out. You know that kind of thing. Mrs. So. McNabb, can you take your three sweaters home? Right. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> That's good to uh, it's good to suck up to the teachers. They like that, and you probably have something that you need to make up for. Thanks, you guys. Appreciate <laughs> it. It's Kelly, Jeff, and Loren, along with uh, Mackling and Forche. McGarry taking some time off. Gift cards, 204-780-6868. Do you like them? Do you hate them? Are they a good option? Or, uh, hey, buy me something real, gosh darn it, because... Uh, 
you know, gift card just doesn't cut it. We want to hear from you as we make our way through this final week before Christmas. Yeah, if you didn't know, you got to get that shopping done by the weekend. Although I imagine Monday... Christmas Eve be bumping into some folks that I hadn't seen in a year over at the mall. Oh, yeah. Speaking of teachers and my need to give them a gift, I just remembered it's spirit week for the kids. So I need to duck out and make sure the husband's on the right thing to wear. President Donald Trump has asked if SNL, Saturday Night Live, is legal this was yesterday after the skit that aired uh, really got under his skin. It imagined if Hillary Clinton had won the U.S. election. And I have to tell you this, Loren, when I opened my Twitter yesterday morning, I sincerely triple checked whether or not the tweet I was reading is was in fact from the president's authenticated Twitter account. I was wondering, this has to be from one of these parody accounts. Well, you have checked to check it, now because... Checked again? Yeah. There's times when you look at it, you think, okay, this is so bad. There's no way he actually said this. And sometimes it's not him. It's the fake Donald Trump, but this was real. Yeah, and here's what he says. A real scandal is the one-sided coverage hour by hour of networks like NBC and Democrat spin machines like Saturday Night Live. Is it all nothing less than unfair news coverage and Dem commercials? Should be tested in courts. Can't be legal, question mark. Only defame and belittle. Collusion. The skit on Saturday was a spoof of It's a Wonderful Life, in which an angel named Clarence, played by Keenan Thompson, takes Trump, played by, of course, Alec Baldwin, who was just here in Winnipeg, to a party where all of his affiliates are doing well because Trump never became president. So in response to Trump wondering whether SNL's portrayal of him was legal, many commented on Twitter that the First Amendment protects freedom of speech, including satire and parody. Here's some of the skit. I don't think I can do this anymore. I might finally eat a salad and explode. What seems to be the trouble, Donald? Who are you? Stay back. Relax. I mean you no harm. My name is Clarence, and I was sent here from heaven. I heard you were in trouble. It's awful. Everything's falling apart. Sometimes I wish I had never been president. A world where you were never president, eh? I think we can arrange that. Wow, everyone looks so different. What are those things on their faces? Those are called smiles. Hey, Mr. Trump, I just wanted to say Merry Christmas. It's President Trump, Sarah. (laughs) Oh, that's a good one. Seriously, though, uh, I, I just wanted to thank you for suggesting I go into PR. I've made so much work, money working for so many awesome companies like Facebook and Ashley Madison and the Romaine Lettuce Association. Yeah. Merry Christmas, Tom. Wait, Sarah isn't my press secretary? I told you, Donald, you don't have a press secretary because you weren't elected president. Mm-hmm, yes, hello, Mr. Child. Kellyanne, my God, you look incredible, so healthy and vibrant. Mm, actually, that's because I'm no longer eaten from within by lies. <laughs> yes, and after we lost the campaign, the devil did give me my soul back, so... Excuse me, I have to go find my husband, who I do speak to now. Wait, so Hillary is president? That's right. In this reality, all she had to do to win was visit Wisconsin once. <laughs> but did they find her emails? They did. They were all Bed Bath & Beyond coupons. <laughs> Hello, Father. Oh, my sons, my boys, Don Jr. and Eric. 
Eric, is that a Rubik's Cube? And finito. <laughs> That's Italiano for finished. What the hell is happening with Eric? Well, since Eric doesn't run the entire Trump organization, he was able to attend adult education classes. Uh-huh. Merry Christmas, Father. Or as they say in Spanish, Feliz Nasty Dad. Well, still got a ways to go, buddy. Uh, oh, one other tweet from Trump. Watch Saturday Night Live. Hit job on me. Time to retire the boring and unfunny show. Trump tweeted at the time. Alec Baldwin portrayal stinks. Media rigging. Election. Oh, yeah. And by the way, did we remind you that uh, Trump hosted Saturday Night Live twice? <laughs> once in 2004, sure. once in 2015. And a good text from one of our listeners, Kathy, saying, quote, So Donald Trump wants everyone to be quiet about his presidency, yet as a civilian, he had the right to say whatever he wanted about the sitting president. That's true. Interesting. Very so interesting. You can't have it both ways. Yeah, you know, and I've noticed as well when you scroll through the timeline underneath the comments, from the tweets, immediately there would always be people standing up for President Trump and and towing the line on his narrative. Those tweets are few and far between people standing up. It's typically people piling on and telling him, uh, you know, you're on the wrong side of this as well as usual. So I think it's fascinating that he would even watch it to begin with. Like in this day and age, you know, the advice to a lot of people is, Especially if you're in the public realm or a celebrity or or a high profile figure like the tre- the president, you would just say, "Don't uh, don't engage in some of that stuff." You know, it's going to be, you know, SNL's whole thing is to make fun of people. So if you if you don't want to be hurt, just don't watch it. You know, move on. But lots of great feedback on that one, and also a lot of texts coming in about our conversation we had just at seven fifteen, Greg, about the changes coming to impaired driving mm-hmm. laws tomorrow morning, uh, December eighteenth. Which of course they can do mandatory roadside testing, which they couldn't do before without probable cause. And now they can just give you a breathalyzer if they so choose to. A lot of people writing in to say they're not so sure about this because they're concerned that it kind of takes away some of their their freedoms. Um, that they, you know, the violation of their rights as it stands. Other people saying, you know what, I might not even go downtown or might not go out to a pub or restaurant anymore. And if I do, I definitely won't have a drink. I would say, yeah, at the top of the list, people's concern are for their freedom and the impact that this could have on the economy. I think the nightclub industry in Winnipeg has almost completely disappeared based on the changes in drinking and driving laws over the last decade or so. Oh, I don't know. I think it's pretty, I think it's still fairly active. Nightclubs? Yeah. Oh, really? I don't know. I can't, I don't, yeah. I didn't grow up here in my 20s. I don't have a comparison, but yeah. I feel like good, they, good they still luck. exist. Yeah, good luck finding uh, more than uh, three or four places to choose from on a weekend. Not that I would know. Um, one other person saying, if the new and improved, uh, quote, unquote, breathalyzer demand law withstands a constitutional challenge, this has been in place for nearly a decade in British Columbia, I like to remind people. Why not allow the police to take DNA samples, too, while sticking things in our my, in our mouths at the same time? Time, so you know there is a there is a line for some people on this, and we talked about this on Friday with RCMP uh, officer Kyle McFadden, and he said we don't know how it's going to work. We're gonna we have these tools in place, we have the stricter penalties and laws in place, but they're well aware that it'll have to be tested and it will be challenged in courts. But we start with senior climatologist. 
with Environment Canada, David Phillips joins us. Uh, I would suspect, perhaps for the last time in 2018, not any <laughs> predictions for sure, David, but we always appreciate your time very much. We are really, for the most part, enjoying December here in Manitoba. Yeah. Should we uh, keep the party hats on? Oh, I think so, guys. You know, I mean, it, it, the fall was so disappointing. You know, we went from almost, uh, uh, you know, sweat to slush. Uh, we had uh, a very cool uh, September, October, November. I think one of the coldest in 28 years. And all of a sudden, December came. I mean, people were tired of winter before it even we even got to the winter months. And winter starts on uh, on this Friday at uh, 4.22 in the afternoon in, in, in Manitoba. And uh, But what we're enjoying now in December, uh, temperatures that are uh, probably four or five degrees warmer than normal, less snow than normal. You're almost in this kind of atmospheric bubble that, uh, hey, it's making travel easier, and uh, uh, people are even wondering if it's going to be a white Christmas. Well, come on, it always is in, in Winnipeg. It's like death taxes and a, and a white <laughs> Christmas. I mean, it's a sure thing. So, uh, hey, that's going to be the, the condition. But we think this week looks uh, pretty balmy. Uh, temperatures that are going to be 14 or 18 degrees warmer than they should be at this time of the year. I mean, high should be about minus 11. Sorry, David, did uh, you say 14 to 18 degrees warmer, or did I miss mishear that? No, that's right, Lauren. I mean, uh, like, say say Wednesday, I mean, a high of 3 degrees. I mean, my gosh, it should be more like, um, well, minus 11. So that's like 14 degrees warmer than normal. And the night, the previous night, uh, maybe a low of minus three. Well, it should be minus 21. So you know, this is this is really bomb. It's not necessarily record breaking, but now we see kind of as we get closer to the uh, Christmas, uh, the weekend, next weekend, we're going to turn colder, but not brutally cold. I mean, let me tell you, like Christmas Day, I think we might see a high of minus 13. Last year was minus 26. So even when we cool off, we're going to get out of this. American air, the Pacific air, get more Arctic air, but it's not going to be brutal, and travel is going to be great. I mean, we see a few a few flurries come Friday. That'll just freshen up the snow that you've got sitting on the ground. I think you've got about 8 or 10 centimeters of snow sitting on the ground, so that gives you the white Christmas. It's not going to take that away. There's no rain that's going to uh, assault that, but hey, uh, we, we think a little cool off, but I don't think it's going to be brutal at all. Well, you're really going on a limb saying great Boy, travel, no great kidding. weather, those are almost sounding like guarantees. <laughs> hey, you guys, you know, uh, the, uh, Greg said he may not be talking to me before, but if I turn out to be a buzz, you're going to be phoning me right away and ask for an explanation. But no, no, guys, I think this is quite easy. This is like almost as if it's like a, a non-weather kind of episode that you're seeing. And uh, and it's great, you know, those relatives that, you know, come around at Christmas are going to be able to leave on time. They're not going to be storm-stayed, and that, that always makes for a better Christmas. Oh, yes, the, the, the shorter the visit, the... Oh, wait, did I say that out loud? I caught myself. I, I forgot we weren't recording this, so this is on live radio. Uh, David, thank you for this. I am putting this recording, though, in my little folder in my computer, because if, right. if, if things go awry, we will oh, be no. calling you back. And also, if maybe it's just as simple as playing the forecast, whether you deliver it or not, we'll save this for next Christmas, because this seems as though it would be something that we'd be more than happy with any year, any time. So, oh, you're we right, appreciate Greg. It. I think this is a gift, absolutely. <laughs> now, do bye-bye. We, oh. oh, one note, just one more. Do we have, yeah. like, I know we had predictions about a colder or slightly colder than normal winter. Why are you doing this? I just want to know. Why are you doing is this? Is there a cold snap? Like, and I'm talking like well, the what we usually expect, minus 30 stuff on the horizon. Listen. 
Somewhere. Listen, Lauren, you know, it's not going to be like this all the time. I mean, you're going to face some some tough, cool weather. But our models are saying El Nino is going to kick in, and we think this is going to be a shorter winter than last year and, and milder. I mean, but, uh, hey, there will be moments you wish you were somewhere else. But, uh, <laughs> uh, hey, I, I, I think the overall, the flavor, the personality of this winter coming ahead is, uh, is not going to be too bad at all. All right, I'm a sports fan. Let's not talk about it anymore. <laughs> I'm a little superstitious. I'm ending this discussion now, David, not because I don't want to talk to you any longer, but I think we're approaching jinxing territory here, okay, my friend? A good idea, Greg. Leave it alone. Merry Christmas, David. Thank you for this as always. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. That is a senior climatologist with Boy. Environment Canada. That doesn't really get much better than that, does it? I, when you can say you're going to, if you're if you're staying here, you're going to have a great week of weather. If you're going, you're going to have a great day of travel. That's hitting all the all the marks for Christmas, for sure. She's Loren. I'm Greg. It's Mackling, McGarry and McNabb in the morning. No McGarry this week. Hopefully you will spend some time with us regardless. <laughs> Only took us 17 minutes to start missing <laughs> Brett McGarry. I think it was 6.06, was it not? When I couldn't get my own mic on. Brett! 4.06 oh. when we all showed up here listening. and Brett wasn't here. I uh, hope you're having a great start to your day. I'm Mackling, she's McNabb, and uh, Loren... We were just commenting off air that you and I have both seen the gigantic Antonov mm-hmm. uh, Russian cargo plane. I know it comes to Winnipeg every once in a while. One of our listeners says there's a 747 cargo plane that comes to Winnipeg and leaves from Winnipeg at least once a week, but it's unusual to see a 747 passenger jet. Yeah, carrying all those people, and they definitely don't take off or land at Richardson International Airport on a regular basis, but one made a pit stop in Winnipeg last night, a British Airways flight. To explain what happened, we're joined by Tyler McAfee with the Winnipeg Airport Authority. Good morning, Tyler. Good morning. So uh, lots of people spotted this plane as it made its way in, I think around five Sunday afternoon. What was going on? Yeah, so we got the call yesterday, a uh, flight going from the UK to San Diego diverted to Winnipeg. Uh, There was a medical situation on the plane, so they needed to get uh, somebody off the plane and, and get some medical attention. So that's why the flight came in last night. So Winnipeg on a natural flight path, because when we hear about these diverted uh, flights, they're they're almost always going to Europe or coming from Europe. And quite often, and maybe it's my imagination, but California seems to be involved uh, every so often. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you look at, um, you know, if if you kind of overlay a couple of different maps, if you look at where the major airports are in North America, and then if you look at where the population centers are in North America, uh, and then you start to kind of connect all of those dots, you see that a lot of them will go pretty close to Winnipeg. So, uh, you know, fairly frequently we see diversions here. Uh, You know, what we saw last night, that kind of plane is a little little more rare, uh, but we certainly see our fair share of diversions here. Rare because of its size, Tyler, or just the airline itself, or what would be the rarity? Uh, both, actually, yeah. A, a plane that big doesn't typically, uh, we, we don't see that kind of traffic in Winnipeg on a regular basis. And then uh, even just those kinds of planes, there aren't the, the same number of those. So what we will see a fair number of is flights kind of from one point in Canada to another. 
that go past Winnipeg. We'll see those diversions sometimes. But those are typically, you know, a WestJet Air Canada kind of plane that uh, we, we see on a regular basis. So to see British Airways come to Winnipeg with that kind of aircraft is definitely rare. What's the response plan then? That call comes in and you know a plane is landing and, and do you know ahead of time that it's a medical emergency or a potential emergency? And then, then does that frame how you respond to that situation? Yeah, exactly. So uh, the the pilot will notify um, the, the Nav Canada, who looks after the airspace, and letting them know that they have a situation on the plane. So uh, if it's a medical situation like that, we'll uh, we'll make sure that the right people are at the gate waiting for them. So that's we have first responders on site twenty four seven at the airport. Uh, but something like that, we would also bring in the city, um, you know, the city paramedics so that they could get someone to the hospital as needed. So before the plane touches down, we have a pretty good sense of what's going on. Um, you know, we'll, we'll understand what the symptoms are of the person, that kind of thing. And we'll make sure we have the right people to respond. I don't know if you can tell us too much more, but was everything OK in the end with the person or persons involved? You know what? I'm I'm not sure on that. Is the airport? We really kind of focus on the plane itself. So once the the person has kind of taken off scene, um, we're kind of done with that part of it. Our focus is really to get that plane back in the air and on their way. I know Twitter lights up. I know the phone lines at our radio station line up uh, light up when a plane of this size comes in unexpectedly. How about calls into the airport itself? Does this grab a lot of attention? This one last night certainly was uh, fairly popular on social media, so we certainly uh, saw that. In fact, I, I saw the notice uh, pop up on my phone on social media before our, our team even had time to to kind of communicate it internally. So uh, it was a uh, it was a, a busy one on social media last night, and, and we see those sometimes. So uh, again, I think this one, because it was a, a rare to see that airline and that aircraft come to Winnipeg, that's what made it uh, of particular interest. All right, Tyler McAfee with the Winnipeg Airport Authority speaking to us on that British Airways flight diverted to Winnipeg last night. Thanks very much for taking the time, Tyler. Absolutely. Thank you. One of our uh, listeners, Don, uh, who mentioned the the Japanese uh, freighter that comes in, Mm -hmm. 747, also just shared the actual flight path of this plane and this regular flight. It does really essentially go over the northern edge of Lake Winnipeg Mm -hmm. from London on its way to Southern California. So it's kind of cool to uh, check those things. Well, about 8.45 last night, the Jets landed a huge victory over the Tampa Bay Lightning, the only team who are ahead of them in the standings. 1-2. Hockey News, Kelly Moore predicted that the Jets and the Tampa Bay Lightning would meet in the Stanley Cup final this spring. Boy, I don't know if my heart could take seven games between these two teams. Boy, I'll tell you, last night uh, certainly was a treat. Now, there are other teams, Calgary and Nashville, specifically on the western side of the draw, Toronto, Washington on the east, that would probably say, hey, we're we're in the room. (laughs) Uh, But the entertainment value of that hockey game last night, the speed in which it was played, And one thing that really stood out to me was as quickly as that game was played, there were just three minor penalties. One of them was for too many men on the ice. Another one was for a delay of the game. So the the discipline of these two hockey clubs to avoid the hooking, the holding, the interference when you have an opponent coming at you, uh, with that kind of speed, that that was the one thing that really stood out for me outside of the fact, uh, you know, that both of these clubs are incredibly skilled 
talented teams. Is it just the perfect matchup of those same kinds of strengths, Kelly? Or yeah. is it just that when these two get together, that's the kind of game that's played? Well, no, I think both teams are very, very similar to each other. And, and you know, when you look ahead, like Tampa Bay is pretty much healthy now. They've had a lot of injuries earlier in the year. Uh, when you add Andrew Kopp to the mix, then you can put Matthew Perot, likely with Roslovic and Appleton. Boy, that that's just going to up the ante a little bit more in terms of how both of these teams can utilize everybody that is uh, at their disposal. You mentioned Matthew Parole, a goal again last night. Yeah, is that four, four straight, straight four games? Four straight now, yeah. And then, of course, Mark Shifley with the overtime winner. Two games in a row. The Jets have now won in overtime three straight games. Yeah. They were terrible in overtime last year. What's happened? Uh, I'll tell you what, uh, it's amazing. And, and when you look at the month of December, uh, alone in overtime. They have outshot their opponents 24-5 to five in the five overtime games during the month of December. 28-12 to 12 overall in the overtime games they've played this year. And I, it's just, it's Shifley and Wheeler, and now Morrissey is really becoming valuable. Before, it always used to be Buffalo. And not that Big Buff is, you know, taking a spectator seat to any of this, but Morrissey really seems to have blended well with Shafley and Wheeler. And I think he's just got that little bit of extra defensive mm-hmm. conscience about his game that prevents those breakdowns, you know, the, the gambling and overtime that used to affect this hockey you club. Mentioned, you mentioned Josh Morrissey and how well he's played. I, I called him when he signed with the Jets. I called him their number one defenseman. And I, I'm going to stand by that. I think he why aren't you a scouter? Why aren't you an NHL front office <laughs> I'm just guy? saying, I'm going to stand by that and say that he's their best defenseman. And last night, I couldn't help but think, you know, Kevin Sheveldale has been under the gun. Why haven't you signed Jacob Truba long-term? Could you imagine if the Jets had given Jacob Truba $8 million, $7 million, five and a half, whatever the number is, what are you going to pay Josh Morrissey if you give Jacob Truba X amount of dollars? you got to give Morrissey more, do you not, at some point? Well, or at least an equal amount. You know... Truba is doing a lot of really great I'm not things slagging Truba in so any I, way. I, I would say if you're whatever you pay Jacob Truba, you're going to pay Josh Morrissey. Wow. They, well, to me, that's the the value is not just the offensive statistics. The value is what they do all over the ice. He also has an opportunity. I mean, I know in my house amongst my kids. And my kids' friends, he's becoming a guy that they all start to talk about too, which which wasn't yeah. the case even a few months ago. And so he's an opportunity to be that real community franchise. Oh, and he's player. got an emoji now too, right? The, no, uh, who's that Morrissey you're yeah. talking about? Yeah, yeah. yeah Morrissey's yeah. got a sticker now. Those blue oh. eyes are yeah. very well, sparkly. He's, he is an incredibly intelligent player. Mm-hmm. You watch some of the little things that he does. Uh, you know, just in terms of defensive positioning, in terms of where to play the puck, in terms of when to delay just for There's just so many little things that he does well in his game. It's no wonder that the hockey club's coaching staff are utilizing him more than they ever have. Well, a lousy couple of games for us this week, mm-hmm. McNabb and Moore, because uh, the Jets West are in Coast, Los Angeles yeah. and then San Jose. So, Do you two stay up for those? I, no, no I, I don't stay up, dance. but what I do is I PVR and then I, okay. uh, yeah. Because I'm always amazed when Greg comes in and has seen the entire game. I can't even do a first period anymore. Yeah, I'll doze off and then maybe I'll wake <laughs> up like I did when I was a little kid. My dad would wake mm. me up. If the Jets are winning after two, I'll wake you up so you can watch the third period. <laughs> 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 Thanks, uh, Kelly. Always great to get some time with you. The Jets, uh, as mentioned, heading to Southern and then Northern California and in Vancouver Saturday night. We'll be able to catch that one. Jeff Forche pushing the buttons this morning. I'm Greg Mackling. She's Loren McNabb. 
Hey, thanks for listening to The Start Podcast. We are available on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Subscribe now and never miss an episode. And if you like what you hear, rate the show, tell us what you think, and hey, even tell a friend about the podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Greg is at GMACWPG. That's G-M-A-C-K-W-P-G. I am at Brett McGarry, B-R-E-T-T-M-E-G-A-R-R-Y. And Loren on Twitter is at McNab on Global and on Instagram at McNab on C-J-O-B. Talk soon.